Yo, what's going on? This is Zid Raw for Taku Beef. You can call me Zid, you can call me Sensei, you can call me Ziddy Raw, you can call me Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. I answer to all those names. So, it's Comic Con San Diego. I hope you guys are excited. I'm always excited. I've never been to Comic Con San Diego. I'm not there now. I'm just a fan. It's the same with E3. Since I'm not in California, I have to make a trip of it. I'll probably go someday, probably next year actually. But so far, I'm watching on the sidelines. But as I'm watching everything, man, do I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> There's so many announcements, so many trailers, so many cool things. I think we're just gonna make today, and maybe a little bit of tomorrow, depending on what comes out, talking about Comic-Con, talking about the whole situation. Uh, so yeah, as always, I'm Zid Raw, Snapchat Zid Raw, and I just want to dive right into it. So, there was an interview on IGN with the actors from Death Note, the new Netflix movie that's going to be coming out in August, I think he said. August uh, 25th, don't hold me to that date. So, what was so interesting about this interview <laughs> is not what they said about the movie. They asked them all the basic kind of like standard questions. The, hey, did you know about the show beforehand? And they were like, yeah, no. Uh, hey, are you a fan? Do you like the show? Uh, yeah, no, yes, yes, this, I love. You know, they always get the same answer. I wasn't a fan before, but uh, I went and I read the manga, and then I read the uh, anime, and now I'm a big fan, and I just love it, and I love the character. You know, what else are they going to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just standard. But here's what's interesting. The guy playing L is going straight method. Um, controversy for this particular uh, show is how the adaptation is not faithful to the spirit of the show. I don't mean in terms of how the characters look. I'm talking about how the characters feel, their behavior, that type of thing. And it's one of the things that a lot of times people miss when they hear someone complaining about an adaptation where they're just like, well, you just want the characters to look exactly and identical to how they are in the manga and the comic books. A lot of times it's true, but most of the time lately, that's not why people are complaining. People are complaining about the, the Death Note trailer because the characters of Light and of L and of Misa, now Mia, don't feel anything like the story. And it was exacerbated by how L was acting on the red carpet. So here's what he was doing. He was wearing like this almost like net netted mask with some gems and sparkly sequins over his face and being like super extra and he's just, and they're just like oh you know you're crazy and he's like he's like he's like yeah I'm he's like yeah I'm wild uh, look at me I'm gonna eat a, a starburst they're like oh no you didn't take the wrapper off and he was like oh no I'm gonna swallow it so he like eats a starburst with a wrapper on and he's weird and edgy and wild and then he like yells ah death note like that actually happened in the interview now I like that I like that type of energy but at the same time I like that type of energy 
But at the same time, that's not L. That's not L. And that's what I mean about not representing the soul of the character. He's going full method and full clip and really trying to bring it because he wants to embody this character and be in it all the time. I love it. But that's not the, the right character. That's a, he's playing his own character. And that's what trips me out. So that is very similar to when Jared Leto was playing the Joker in, um, uh, in the Batman v Superman. No, no, no. Suicide Squad. Where he's doing all this crazy stuff and he's sending like people like dead animals and he's like, oh, look at my tattoos and I have a tattoo that says ha ha ha. He's playing a character that he's concocting in his head and imposing it upon Joker, but that was not the Joker. The same way this is not L, this is Otaku Beef, more Comic Con news coming ASAP. What's going on? So let's keep things rolling. Also at Comic Con, uh, they showed another trailer for Marvel's Inhumans. Um, I'm very excited for this because based on everything I'm seeing, it looks like they're actually going to be doing the Inhumans right. The Inhumans is one of my favorite um, comic book just worlds. How they set them up, how they establish them, the fact that they're a little bit fantastical. It's not just 100% set in the real world. They have their own language. They have their own the, the world has its own like style of character within it. They have the uh, the teleporting dog, and they're actually bringing that in the show and making him a realized character, even if he is CGI. So I'm super excited for this show, and this is the second trailer I've watched. And I usually don't watch trailers, but I kind of know what to expect from an Inhuman show already, and I have a feeling they're going to follow different pieces of... Uh, some of the more famous stories. And it's kind of the same type of thing, which I'm not going to get into in case you're in a human's uh, newbie and you just want to be surprised. So uh, they showed two dates. They said September 1st. Um, and I felt like they were talking about a movie, but then after that, they said September 29th on ABC. So I'm assuming it's going to be on ABC as a television show. Maybe they're going to put like the first episode in theaters or something like that or maybe an extended episode in theaters like they did with uh, Sherlock which was awesome I don't know if that's actually what they're going to do or if that's how things are going to go but based on what I see in the trailer I love that they have um, the actor from Game of Thrones and from Misfits whose name escapes me but he played Ramsey Bolton last and Simon in Misfits I love that he's playing um, Max, who is Black Bolt's brother. His, you know, he is he is his Loki to his Thor, basically. Uh, and they're going with the family courtroom drama, so I'm really excited about that. I love the fact that they're doing Medusa's hair. The only thing that I'm not seeing from these trailers is the suit. Are they going to have Black Bolt in his suit? Because part of one of the reasons why he's so amazing is because he has that suit that kind of covers his own body. He has one of my favorite costumes and all of comic books. And his powers are such an overwhelming frustration for him. Black Bolt has just these amazing, amazing, amazing powers. 
and uh, I'm just gonna go. He has these amazing powers where he just has like an extensive, almost like nuclear blast worth of energy inside of him, but it all comes from his vocal cords. So, because it comes from his vocal cords, if he ever speaks, if he ever speaks, he is going to set some shit off. This stuff is going to explode. Stuff is going to uh, go up and with, with a complete boom. He can decimate the kingdom if he yells. And so what he has to exercise throughout his, throughout his um, royal life, basically, and throughout his kingship is silence, extreme silence. And the willpower of that character is one of the most fascinating th fascinating things about him. It's uh, second to none. So I'm super excited for this Inhumans um, show on ABC. And I love that they're doing it right. Now, one caveat, they kind of uh, ruined the legacy of the... Ruined. I, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with ruined. They kind of ruined the legacy of Inhumans on uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. simply for the fact that they changed how Inhumans were created, how anyone had the genes to be an Inhuman, as opposed to um, they're just a different race of people who get their powers by going into Terrigen Mist. They still use the Mist, but the Mist is like available for them on Earth or something. I'm not sure. But this trailer really looks good the previous trailer looked just as awesome i think this is going to be a really solid show so i will be watching that one 100 percent when it first comes out uh i actually have the marvel knights first like two or three issues of Inhumans, so i'm keeping that in my collection forever yeah what's going on this is zid raw z-i-d-r-a double v and we're just kind of continuing with this uh Comic-Con notices the Comic-Con not really the an exclusive <laughs> it's not an exclusive at all everybody's covering it just kind of my takes throughout the day um, I was watching these great cosplay videos and what's one of the beautiful things about these type of cons is just the freedom that it allows people to whom have a different type of perspective on what they appreciate and what's good versus uh, what the average status quo in terms of the world is really good. And I saw some really, really interesting ones. There's a guy and he had a show and he said this is his last season. It's very popular. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but if you type in Comic-Con 2017 cosplay, his is going to be like the first one that pops up. So he was interviewing people and there's just these amazing detailed cosplayers famous cosplayers the ones whom they post a lot on Instagram they post a lot on different social media they make DIY videos and uh, this weekend is their mecca it's where they're gonna get the most looks the most attention they're gonna get the most feedback the most fans and I think it's just a really really good thing for the culture so uh, some of the ones that I thought were particularly interesting were uh, what she called Steamy Leia, which is a hybrid of regular Princess Leia and steampunk. So it's not actually like steamy, though it is, you know, a sexy look. 
uh, it's she has the goggles she has it like this different style uh, I really love the mashup um, there's a really uh, incredible uh, burlesque Jubilee which is another mashup where um, Jubilee is one of the X-Men from the 90s when she got really popular and you know she's a fan favorite we loved her in the animated series because she was like our age she was like a teen and all this stuff where most of the X-Men were uh, grown men and women she was you know in high school like her and uh, later on Kitty Pride and those particular characters they were just young uh, she had cool powers she's not overpowered but she was just uh, cool costume cool look one of the few Asian characters in X-Men uh, I thought this was a really dope uh, way to kind of mix it up in terms of the cosplay I think it's one of those things where the mashup or changing things around is one of those instances that really uh, allows people to be creative beyond just copying uh, the costume and I don't mean like copying the costume is bad because it takes a lot of skill takes a lot of knowledge a lot of like insight and foresight and um, to some extent wisdom in order to make it in a way that's going to work for you for your body type for the character and we all love it the uh, Captain America cosplay is a good example it's I think it was a post Civil War the movie cosplay because he had a bunch of bruises like he was beat up like he had just gotten into a fight with uh, Iron Man and uh, he and Bucky had just barely made it out of there that's what it seemed like uh, but it was a really brilliant costume now here's one that I really want to talk about the Vampirella if you guys don't know who this character is Google Vampirella uh, she's like a female vampire and she's been around for a while, but morning is not safe for work So don't use your work computer use your phone Her costume was a tiny tiny bikini and I was thinking about it because a Lot of times when you, I think cosplay I think okay, who's popular? What's the most recent character? But she's been around for a long time She's a classic and she's one of those ones that everybody always goes to I think it's just a very appealing costume for a lot of people. They don't get an opportunity to really dress like her without being uh, judged by society and stuff. So seeing somebody be able to portray this costume and make it look really cool, really sexy, and she kind of gets to have fun with it, I thought that was awesome. So um, that was really, really good costume. Again, that one was not safe for work either, but yeah, I'm not complaining, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Um, Definitely check out some of these cosplay vids. Uh, we're going to do talking about some more stuff, some more interviews, and some more trailers coming up next. What's going on? This is Zid Raw, Z-I-D-R-A-W, and we're still talking about Comic-Con. Um, let's talk about the new Super Mario that's coming to the Nintendo Switch. So far, the Nintendo Switch has that really fly Zelda. I saw some... Uh, clips of Skyrim where the guy was playing it with motion controls which would remove me even further uh, out of Skyrim if, if that were me because uh, as I've stated previously I like playing Skyrim in third person first person action feels weird to me uh, I feel like it's very imprecise motion controls also feel very imprecise to me so the combination of both of those you end up with a uh, doubly imprecise type of game that 
not the, not the biggest fan of, but you can play it normally as well. But they always want to show off the motion control for a lot of reasons. For non-gamers, the simplicity of doing motion control is a little bit easier. But for us uh, old school gamers, uh, we prefer, at least myself, the precision of regular uh, gamepad. And then on top of that, I prefer third person uh, action. I'm not talking about guns. I'm talking about swords. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, two-handed weapons and bows and stuff. I like to do it in third person, except when we're shooting a precise target. Anyway, Mario Galaxy uh, was the last time that we got to see some kind of, like, wacky, zany, uh, over-the-shoulder Mario. Actually, no, further than that, Mario Sunshine, that kind of over-the-shoulder, behind-the-back Mario. We've been doing a lot of 2D um, side scrolling or side sideways vision type games. So it's really nice, um, to see Mario in this fashion again. Uh, I watched the videos. Uh, the trailer is amazing. The trailer is awesome. They're talking about how the gameplay is a lot of fun, how it's letting you really explore very open world. And I like the fact that stuff is like trending towards open world anyway when it comes to these type of games i i think that just the, the 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 freedom of them is very appealing to a lot of gamers especially uh people like myself where we like exploration my favorite parts of games like skyrim of uh, breath of the wild when i get to play it of a lot of mmos uh guild wars 2 wow city of heroes stuff like that is the exploration that's my favorite part. The PvP is icing on the cake. I really liked Realm v. Realm for um, Dark Age of Camelot, which is a real big throwback for those of you back in the day. I thought that was amazing. But going and finding and discovering a little hidden puzzle and then like checking it out, there's nothing that made me happier in Skyrim than wandering, stumbling upon some sort of like castle, going down it realizing it's full of skeletons keep going keep going there's some treasure here or there's something that you can discover or there's like a hidden artifact or whatever that really brightened my day so yeah seeing that the fact that mario is kind of kind of be like that he was describing it as you could kind of go to these different locations and you can do what's at the location but you could just leave and just walk out into the desert or walk out into the plains or the ice or whatever. And what you discover is what happens. That was one of the fun things about the original Mario 64 uh, was the fact that here is here is a castle. And yeah, you can go and uh, do these levels in the kind of like the order they opened up or you could wander to the side and go to the ghost house or wander to the underwater level or to the docks or wander uh to some more complicated levels you could race a ping like it's the randomness and the discovery that makes that particular type of game fun being able to do it in the order that you please uh, the other like cool mechanic is where Mario will throw his hat and you can take on or possess the character, the Goomba, the Bullet Bill or whatever, and you can navigate it. I don't know how that's going to play out. They've only shown it in demos. Um, 
or in the uh, trailer video. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to play out. I'll watch tons of footage. So yeah, Mario Odyssey coming to the Switch. What up? Hope you guys are listening live so you can hear the mis- nice music interludes. That was by, I think the artist's name is Princess Peach. Or, um, no, I think that was the artist Princess Peach. And the song was called W-I-Z-E, Wise. Um, that was pretty fly. I wasn't expecting that myself. So definitely check them out. Uh, sounds dope. I don't know if they're a beat maker, producer, or if they're a rapper too. But from what I heard, they know what they're doing. Um, so we're just talking Comic-Con almost all day today. There's some other stuff we can kind of get into, but why deviate? Let's just get into Comic-Con and cosplay and stuff like that. It really excites me because I'm doing some work with uh, some cosplayers myself. I'm um, creating some some tracks for them for uh, some of their videos when it comes to do uh, DIY videos in terms of how they can create the costumes and them kind of giving advice to other people about how they can do it themselves or uh, just their their videos where they just need some background music with them modeling some of their latest cosplay costumes so I'm I'm super thrilled to be uh, doing some work with them and uh, it's nice to collab Uh, I've always been a big fan of cosplay for a lot of reasons obvious reason you know I'm male a lot of the costumes are very sexy Uh, it's really cool seeing the characters that you admire being brought to life in a very realistic way. It's very cool. Uh, it, plus the artistry. I love the, um, I love the, the detail, the time and the energy that a lot of the people are putting into these, uh, these costumes. I like when people do their, um, their own versions of characters. Uh, and find ways to be uh, expressive and creative in addition to uh, doing them straight up. So it's just tons of fun. Um, But yeah, let's get into this next bit because I may do one, I may do two about these, but there's a new show that's coming on Netflix called Bright. And I think it's a movie or... Yeah, it has to be a movie because it's starring Will Smith. Everyone is getting into the Netflix films. Brad Pitt has that one movie, which I thought was pretty good, but I never really got into it. It was really kind of missing a little bit of the shock at the beginning to get me to why should I pay attention? Uh, You know, shock, intrigue, mystery. I feel like it hits you right with intrigue, and that wasn't working. This movie is about the fantasy world colliding with the real world so very um dresden files where uh except he's not like a wizard who was dealing with it will smith is just a detective and the world of fairies and uh warlocks and all those mythical creatures colliding with the real world and how the world is trying to get along And so there's a lot of racism of literal other races where people are like, I don't want these uh, elves around me. I don't want these fairies. Well, what happens in the story is Will Smith is partnered with an orc cop and the orc cop not welcome in the in the precinct. Will Smith, the black man, is being racist towards the orc. So it's a very different dynamic Um, as a trailer kind of went on. They discover a um, 
girl has a magic wand. The magic wand will do everything. Everyone's trying to get the magic wand that he has to save the world, basically. Um, you know, so when I was uh, when I was checking it out, I was like, okay, cool. So we have uh, Will Smith with Netflix. The magic wand is the MacGuffin. They even mentioned something about the pro- prophecy. So it feels a little paint by numbers. I can't lie. Uh, there wasn't anything that made me feel like it was really standing out when it comes to the mythical stuff the the person who's working on the the film is the guy, the director from training day so he knows what he's doing he says that he's really going to do like a, a gritty uh, version of this where he can really do his shit where he's going to have some this isn't your pg-13 teen drama he says it's going to be a nice adult take on this now is that going to happen? I'm not really sure because a lot of times people will say anything or they'll say they're doing one thing in the uh, Comic-Con panels, but then when we get the product, it's something completely different. So I'm reserving judgment on Bright, but it is coming to Netflix soon. So I'll definitely check it out because, you know, hey, Will Smith's a movie star. So yeah, Bright, Netflix. All right, I'm going to get into uh, one more thing about uh, Comic-Con. Uh, some of the new trailers and such. Uh, before we pause, I go do some other work and then I'll go absorb more information and bring it to you guys based on what I've seen. So I wanted to talk briefly about Kingsman 2. If you guys have seen it, the first Kingsman, um, you'll know that there's a little bit of bubbling excitement for myself because I feel like Kingsman is a very... Um, satisfying movie for that genre very genre heavy very stylistic the director for Kingsman is also the director for X-Men First Class which I felt is the best X-Men movie I'll say that again I think X-Men First Class is the best X-Men movie that exists across the board hands down bar none the character building of Magneto and Charles Xavier, the the parallel um, direction of how the two uh, characters who end up being consistently conflicting start as friends and start as partners, start as people that trust each other more than they trust anyone else. Now they're in opposition despite the fact that they trust one another to some extent. Um, Showing the growth of where Magneto's um, mania or egotism comes from, the Nazi past, all of that was the, 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 him being in concentration champs, him being pushed over the edge, all of that stuff, the reveal of the actual bad guy, of um, uh, the Hellfire Club, the, the tone how it plays into the aesthetic of the setting of the 60s. It's so well structured and so well done that it's a wonderful film. And then on top of that, the action, where he places the camera, how he moves with the action. It doesn't feel stagnant and still. Each blow, the camera follows and the blow leads us to very interesting shots that look good on film now compare that to the other X-Men films where they bring Brian Singer back in there there's some funny stuff and there's a couple of quirky things with Quicksilver um, 
uh, with uh, like Days of Future Past and everything, but it just doesn't quite. It's it it, it doesn't quite hit you succinctly. It doesn't have that reality, which is why Kingsman was so strong. Um, I was disappointed that he wasn't directing X-Men Days of Future Past, and then I found out he's doing his own thing. And I think the Kingsman is a fantastic addition. Uh, what he doesn't do as well is I think that his uh, villains are a little bit cartoony. So, um, whereas his the ideas of Magneto were grounded in a little bit more uh, reality. Because if he has free reign in Kingsman, the villains can get a bit over the top, so it's hard to uh, take them as seriously as you do with these others. But because of that, he's at liberty to really kind of push the envelope with how stylistic can he make the action? Can he make the action? How um, in depth can he really do the camera work in a way where he can give us stuff that we haven't really seen? So the second, the trailer for Kingsman 2 is out. Um, I wasn't expecting a Kingsman 2. I think that the trailer looks really good. We have the uh, the same people back. We've got Eggsy back. And then there's a lot more celebrities in it now. Um, Mark Strong is back. He's awesome. Um, Colin Firth is back. Maybe. I think he's in the trailer for like a split second. Um, despite what happened in the last movie. But there's also Chad and Tatum. Tatum's playing, I guess, a cowboy or something. The trailer looks really good, and I try not to watch too many trailers of stuff that I know I want to see, but I think I saw this one in theater before I saw it, but it highlighted it at Comic-Con, so I wanted to definitely talk about it a little bit. Um, so certain trailers I, I haven't seen are like Black Panther. I'm going to try not to watch the trailers for that movie, but I've seen bits and pieces. But yeah, Kingsman 2 looks pretty dope. It's not like Star Wars take your breath away dope, but it looks really, um, really, um, yeah, dope. <laughs>